Welcome to Cleaning Up, a podcast about all things business, commercial cleaning and franchising. Each episode, we bring new insights on growing and building a janitorial business. We discuss business, franchising and all things cleaning. Here's your host, Damien Boehm. G'day and welcome to this episode of Cleaning Up. I'm Damien Bohm. I'm your host. And today, we're going to be talking about employing cleaners in your cleaning business. Now, this is such an important topic because you can't do all the cleaning. Once you start growing your business to a certain size, you're going to need help. And this, of course, is what we want in our business. So what I'm going to be talking about today is definitely more relevant to someone who's just starting out in their cleaning business and is getting to that point where they need to add on staff members. But if you already have a cleaning team, I'll be sharing some tips to help you with employee retention. Cleaning businesses complain about high staff turnover. It doesn't need to be this way though. And there's some huge mistakes you can avoid by hiring and training the right way. Finding Good staff, yes, it's a little harder these days, especially if you live in a developed country like Australia, the US or the UK, the labor market is tired, especially since the end of the pandemic. It's true of all industries. Uh, Even so, you can still find great cleaners, great workers right now for your business because so much can be talked about in regard to hiring, training, engaging and retaining great staff. We can't be covering everything today. There's just so much to this uh, and there's so much to learn about engaging and employing staff and building teams. There's so many things we can cover on this topic topic, and, and maybe in future podcasts, we'll narrow down, we'll dive in and cover all of the details that we could do. So this episode's not going to be exhaustive. Today, though, I want to talk about some key points, really two main points. And the first one is what's required to get the right people in your business and how to keep good people, at least the basics around it. Everything I'm covering, we've got systemized and we've documented it in the Urban Clean franchise. We've got checklists. We have job ad templates. We have employment contract templates. We have step-by-step interview processes. We have profiling and profiling templates, and we've got some clear steps to follow when you're training them with training programs, logs, and all of that. And that's what you get when you invest in a franchise. You're going to get all of that. But what I want to talk about right now is the big idea concepts, the big ideas that you've got to understand no matter what brand you're operating under. I don't believe you need to suffer from high staff turnover, especially in commercial cleaning. It's a job that will suit a lot of people, especially commercial, because it's after hours, it's part-time, and it's a great way for people to supplement their daytime incomes. The biggest mistake I see cleaning business owners make when they're employing staff is thinking that someone that's got a heartbeat, they've got a pulse, they're going to be fine to fill in a cleaning position. I mean, cleaning is considered a menial job. There's nothing glamorous about the role. And I'm yet to meet anyone whose dream is to become a cleaner. Firemen, yes. Doctors, yes. Pilots, yes. A cleaner, no. Uh, Let's not kid ourselves about cleaning, but the temptation we can fall into when we start saying, uh, 
well, when we're starting, say, a home-based cleaning business with a handful of accounts, is to think that only desperate and destitute people want the job. You know, you're at a family barbecue and you find out your cousin's out of work or your nephew or your friend or someone you know. And when you think, oh, look, I've got a position, I need a cleaner, why don't you work for me? Because you want to help and because they may be desperate for some money and some extra cash, it's likely they're going to say, yeah, okay, that sounds great. I'll take that job. It's likely, though, that they're not suited to the job at all. As soon as something better or different comes along, they're going to be taking it and you're going to be at square one all over again and trying to find someone else. Of course, we're talking about someone that you know, but the same applies when you're publicly advertising for a position. You're going to have a lot of people who aren't suited to the role. They're just looking for a stopgap between the jobs that they really want. So you've got to be really focused about drawing in and attracting the right people into your business. And that all starts with the recruitment process. Your recruitment process, which I I think you should think of more as a qualifying process than anything else, you need to have a very clear picture in your mind of the type of person that the role is going to be suited to. And it's not just someone with cleaning experience. Now, in our business, we use a profiling tool called DISC, and it's based on the Maya Briggs personality types. It's not going to be a hard and fast rule, but it's going to give you some good guidelines around determining what personalities are going to suit different positions. It will guide you on the major personality traits, which you're going to use to choose between candidates. This profiling people falls into four quadrants. So people tend to be one of four dominant personalities. You are a variation of different types of personality styles. So again, it's not hard and fast, but it's a good guideline that you can use. You've got introverts and you've got extroverts. You've got task-orientated people and you've got people-orientated people. Extroverted and task-orientated individuals are D-type or dominant personality types they don't make good cleaners. They're not detail-orientated. They like to be in charge and they want to be in the limelight. I is for influencers. Uh, They are people-orientated extroverts. They want to talk to people. They don't care about getting a job done so much as socializing and having fun. You can imagine how excited they'd be about cleaning night after night on their own with very little people interaction. They're not going to be too happy and they're probably not going to be sticking around for long. C is for conscientious types. They're task-orientated introverts. They're detail-orientated people. And a lot of engineers and accountants have this personality trait. Finally, there are S for steady types. They like routine. They don't want to rock the boat. They want to do a good job and they want to make others happy. I think it's pretty clear, don't you, that D's and I's are not going to be suited to cleaning. You really want C's and S's. You want people who don't mind routine, who are conscientious and detail-oriented. You know, they, you don't want people who like lots of change. And there are short tests available for disc profiles that you can use during the interview process. And I recommend you use this in addition to a short questionnaire. In a future episode, we might go into disprofiling profiling in a little more detail or, or a lot more detail. 
and how you can use it to help your sales as well. It's a very useful tool in business. Another way to qualify our candidates is to see if they can follow basic instructions. And this can be done even before they reach the interview stage. I like to put simple but specific instructions on how to respond to the job ad. If they can't follow simple instructions, how will they go about following a cleaning scope or respond to a cleaning request? You'd be amazed how many people don't read an ad for a job they're applying for. You don't want them in your business. I give them clear, some clear instructions of what to do, and I use it as a litmus test to see whether they can follow these simple instructions. Uh, and that's another key to recruiting great people. Try and make your recruitment process as close to the actual job as possible. I want to give instructions that would be similar to the instructions I might give to a cleaner if they say need to communicate on site or communicate to a customer or get something done or do some cleaning. So I'm going to tell them to do X, Y, and Z and in that order. And if they do that, then I know they can follow instructions. And that's a big thing. You don't want someone who sees your instructions then does something completely different. Again, don't fall into the trap of thinking it's just cleaning. Anyone who can fog a mirror that's got a pulse, got a heartbeat, can do the job. You don't want those people. And if you start recruiting those people, you're going to see high turnover rates in your business. You don't want someone who just says one thing and does another. It's pretty simple, right? The next question you might be asking yourself is, do you want someone with commercial cleaning experience? Well, I would say yes. And the reason I say yes is because they already know what cleaning's like and the hours involved. I don't want to hire someone who finds out two or three weeks after they've got the job that the hours and the work just doesn't suit them. People with experience tend to be faster cleaners as well. But just because they have experience, don't think that because they've done cleaning before, they know what they're doing. They'll have an idea of what they're doing. They might be used to the physical activity of cleaning. That doesn't mean they're going to be cleaning the right way or the most efficient way. You still need to train them. They may go through the training program quicker than someone without experience, but it's not something that you can skip. So, so far, we've learned that you need a great job ad. It needs to attract the right candidates, and you should be qualifying candidates to weed out the wrong ones. Your job ad also needs to be talking about things, not just about money, but things that matter to people. So it should be talking about why someone would want to be working for you. What's so exciting about what you're doing as a cleaning business? What difference are you making to customers' lives? How do you work as a team? Job applicants should be attracted and drawn to your mission and your core values. Don't think, hey, I've just got a cleaning job. I'm going to pay somebody. They should be happy and they should do a good job. In fact, the fact that you're just going to pay for someone and give them some money is not enough to attract high quality candidates. And it's not how the real world works either. People need to be paid, of course, and you should aim to pay them at least slightly above, if not a lot above the standard pay rates or award rates in your state or country, but people rarely get drawn to or stay around only for money. You need to inspire them with something more. Uh, cleaners should want to work for you, not just get a job that pays money. All right, great. So you've 
gone about and selected your candidates for an interview. They've got some experience. They're suited to the role. Now I'm going to invite them to a live interview. And that live interview is not going to be a talking interview. Cleaners don't get paid for talking. Cleaners get paid for cleaning. So I want to get them into a cleaning work environment. So I'm going to get my candidate or candidates. It's always better if you can get two or three people rather than just one person on site. And I'm going to get them to clean. You're going to pay them for this cleaning, even if you don't end up hiring them. And believe me, this is the best money you're going to spend on recruitment. It's going to be a couple hours of cleaning, and you're going to find out so much information by doing this. You're going to know whether they're punctual. You're going to know what their attitude is. You're going to know what their speed is. You're going to find out if they can follow directions, whether they're clumsy, whether they can think for themselves, whether you can get along with them at all. So there's a whole heap of things that you're going to learn very quickly doing this. And you should have a checklist that you're going through when you're assessing your candidates. This way you can give each candidate a rating and a score because you already know, right, exactly what your ideal candidate should look like. By the end of this process, you should have a really clear idea of whether they're going to be suited to the job or not. Once you've selected your candidate, you can offer them an employment contract. These contracts outline their roles, responsibilities, their KPIs and remuneration. All of our franchisees have this template and it's been carefully prepared by our solicitor. It's really important that you've got restraint clauses in this and there's a condition that a confidentiality agreement is signed by your employee. You want your trade secrets to stay trade secrets and you want your customers to stay your customers. The last thing you want to be doing is employing people who then decide later on they want to start their own cleaning business and take all of your clients. So there needs to be restraints, restraint clauses, and I make sure that this is given to them with any formal job offer and before their job starts. So what do you do when you hire them? Well, you've got to train them. And the best way to train them is to get a training book and get them to fill out a training log. We follow a logbook training system and there's a test at the end of it. So there's a final evaluation audit clean that they must pass. Now, every state, every country is going to be different with your legal obligations in regard to employment. Uh, but all I'm going to say here is make sure you employ people correctly and pay them right. In Australia, we have the Cleaning Services Award that's set by Fair Work Australia. It's likely, even if you're not in Australia, that you'll have something similar. You've got to pay your employee, employees their entitlements. And if you don't know how to do all of this, just reach out to your accountant, reach out to your bookkeeper. They'll show you how. It's not hard don't try to take shortcuts and don't think it's easier to do sham contracting. That's when you treat an employee like they're a contractor when really they're not at all. Uh, not only could this be illegal where you operate, it's not necessary and it's just not worth it. So you've also got to have some accurate record keeping on the hours that they're doing. And there's certain obligations you're going to have in terms of having regular occupational health and safety toolbox meetings and other things. This is something we show all of our franchisees how to do. So how do we keep good cleaners? Keeping good cleaners is about recognition, rewards, and promotion. Hold your employees to high standards. 
but make sure it's the best cleaning job they ever have. So you want to be catching employees doing things right. Don't just tell them the things that they're doing wrong. Give vouchers, challenges, like monthly challenges, all these things work. Give your employees a vision for growth and tell them how they can be promoted. You also want to be making sure your cleaners are making you money. So here's a few tips that you should be following. First, ease cleaners into jobs. I recommend working with them for a minimum of three months until they can work on site without direct supervision. When they're ready, say it's a five-day-a-week clean, get them to do a midweek clean or some midweek cleans. Then you do the once-weekly detailed clean. You'll be a lot faster. You're going to be a lot more detailed than then. Then you're going to be looking for those cleaners who can step up and become leading hands and supervisors. Then delegate and give them more responsibility. Simple as that. Uh, You can promote them. Give them titles if that matters to them. Uh, Don't neglect auditing, even if you think you can trust your cleaners. Remember, there's a reason for the saying, when the cat's away, the mice are at play, right? Create efficient job routes, so plan your cleaning runs. Create incentives for completing jobs faster while maintaining high cleaning standards. Give them vouchers, even extra pay for finishing jobs faster, but at the same standard of cleaning. Grow your portfolio around uh, nodes, So pockets of large and small contracts, larger jobs are great for revenue, smaller jobs are great for profit. So get a few small jobs around the larger jobs to increase the hourly rate you make from each cleaner. And lastly, make sure you compare the completion of tasks with allocated times per task. In other words, you've got to measure your cleaner's production rates because what gets measured gets managed. So there you have it. There's a lot more that we can cover about employing and managing cleaning teams, but I wanted to give you an overview of the process I use to find, recruit, and keep great cleaners. I don't think any cleaning business should suffer from having a high degree of staff turnover. It's not necessary. So I recommend you learn how to get good at employee engagement. Obviously, you can reach out to us. We've got systems in place so you can recruit, hire, and engage cleaners and make sure those cleaners are profitable for your business. That's it for this episode. If you're interested in learning more about how we can help you and your business or start a cleaning business, please reach out to us. Have a look at the show notes. You can find our details there. Bye for now. listening to the cleaning up podcast thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for all you do this podcast has been brought to you by urban clean a commercial cleaning franchise with opportunities available globally check us out at www.urbanclean.com.au stay tuned for our next episode